Well, I must stay on the West Coast. Good morning, everybody. In the East Coast, I'll say good afternoon. It's lunchtime, and it's 5 o'clock somewhere in the world. And I know one of those places happens to be over in the U.K. where Amanda Love is situated. <laughs> hello. Hello, 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 everyone. Hey, how we doing on this beautiful Monday? It's a it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm choosing to see it's a beautiful day. I mean, it's a... Uh, all gray and cloudy again here, unfortunately. I think we haven't had much of a decent summer. I gotta be honest. We've had sunshine here and there, and really warm days, and it drops back cooler again. Back up to hot, back down to cool. Like, I was bipolar. There's so much going on. Like, what's going on in the UK? Yeah, really. You know, I've heard that. Uh, <laughs> you know, here, well, you know, here we are in beautiful Southern California, where for the most part it's been. Uh, been gorgeous every single day, but that's you know almost year round, just about. And uh, so it's yeah. more the same. But it, it can get hot here. I you know it can get in the nineties Fahrenheit. You know it's, it's you know but um, <laughs> obvious obviously. I'm <laughs> and, not jealous um, at all. Not jealous at all. <laughs> yeah, really. And um, but it's been nice here. You know, it's been a nice weekend. Um, you know, we there's a uh, of course we talked about that uh, that. Hurricane trajectory on Friday, which caused create, uh, amazing devastation in New Orleans, mm-hmm. Louisiana, here in the United States uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, it was just you know over a million people without power and uh, an incredible amount of of, of devastation. And uh, there's going to be yeah. a whole lot of cleanup. And uh, I haven't really had the opportunity to uh, to dive in and, and uh, see what 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 you know what the dawn has presented itself as from yesterday. So we, we don't you know. But I know it's pretty bad. Um, I know it's pretty bad. I have it in, I have it in front of me, sweetie. It's, uh, oh. it's, uh, this is updated an hour ago. Uh, the mayor of New Orleans has called for residents to evacuate unprotected city neighborhoods as Hurricane Ida bears down on the Louisiana coastline. Uh, now is the time, said New Orleans Mayor Latoya said, count, oh, sorry, <laughs> in a Friday news uh, conference calling for those living outside the city uh, levy system to flee. Okay, so forecasters say yeah. that the hurricane will reach Category 3 strength by the time it reaches the U.S. on Sunday. That's what it was um, predicted over the weekend. Um, so the winds were, or they dropped down to speeds of 75 miles per hour, that's 125 kilometers an hour, um, but they were predicted to be way higher than they were saying Category 3, and then it dropped down to Category 1. Um, but it's less a lot of, you know, devastation in mm-hmm. this path and to you know the place to be right uh power for as much is is, is not good and they would say biden was saying um that it's gonna take a little bit of time for power to come back on and um any extra expense you know they've allowed for um some funding help with that so that's great um i'm glad that you know the government is helping in that mm-hmm. sense um so yes that's pretty much uh, the general update of that, my darling. Mm. Mm. You know, um, you know, um, you know. Do you remember yeah. what I was going to say? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, has appeared many times in my life. You know, I quite often say, um, um so you know, um, me and um are, are really good friends. So yeah, I do know. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, you know, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, I remember seeing some of it, um, 
some of the video clips yesterday what was going on down there in, in Louisiana. New Orleans is one of my favorite as a musician, if it's, of course. Of course, it's one of my mm. favorite places to visit and play. It's it's a great uh, it's it's a real nice um I've been I haven't been there myself in, in, in a long time. I mean early nineties, I think mid nineties, somewhere there. I've always wanted to go back. There's an amazing jazz fest that happens down there and, and a lot of music festivals and of course a lot of venues. And um it's a great music town. If you haven't been in New Orleans, I mean, yeah, it's it's you know, it's had, it's had some bad luck with hurricanes, it. but it, it, it's yeah. a great area of the United States. It, it's it's I, I wouldn't want to live there, you know, necessarily, but it's a cool place to to visit for sure. Uh, but they're, they've dispatched over five thousand National Guard personnel um, to help with recovery efforts, and they're going to continue, of course, as we move along to assess the, uh, you know, what the aftermath of, of Ida. And, uh, yeah, you know, wish everybody. You know, I just realized. I just realized that I just was reading from um, another news article, which said it was an hour ago, but it wasn't. It was an older one that was open. That's my bad, everybody. We have a look. Yeah, because yeah, you said, yeah, okay, so yeah, the correct one now. What? Yeah, one million people in New Louisiana without power. So the winds did drop down. They. Uh, they were predicted to be very high. They brought in 150-mile-per-hour winds, mm. which is 240 kilometers. Um, and it did leave a trail of destruction passing into Mississippi. Um, however, the, the full-scale full, the full scale of destruction will only become clear as the day goes on, officials say in. Um, that was 42 minutes ago. And, yeah, President Biden had previously said Ida would be life-threatening with the National Hurricane Center warning that heavy rain could still cause flooding in parts of the state. But it seems that New Orleans uh, flood defenses strengthened after Hurricane Katrina, which killed 1,800 people in 2005, have so far done their job. Um, DV has, for the most part, held, although the storm surge, rain and wind have still had a devastating impact on the state. Uh, the president has declared a major disaster in the state, releasing extra funds. There we go. I mentioned um, you're, you're, uh, the rest of the recovery. You're, you're, break, you're breaking up a bit. I mean, it was a little bit before, and it's gotten a little bit worse over the past. I don't know. It's just kind of oh, okay. like a, you know, it's like it's like a, you're talking in Morse code, which I can understand. Believe me, I, I you know you sound you sound great to me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I just understand okay. you, Amanda. You see, I get, I understand you. You don't have to say a whole lot for me to just know what you're thinking and saying. But, you know. <laughs> okay, no problem. Let <laughs> me just uh, yeah. correct that. You, Let me see. That, now you sound okay like. now. Right? I don't know. Oh, I don't know oh. what it is. I think you're okay. I notice that sometimes when we're on the show. I notice there's little glitches that hit, and I hear your yeah, voice you cut, you cut. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're cutting out. You're cutting out. I don't know. It, you know, we, this is an internet show, folks. I'm, I'm sure most of you know. All of you probably know. It's just the, and and we we have to deal with what is being so. We're on Blog Talk Radio because that's, you know, we love the folks of Blog Talk and appreciate what they've allowed us to do here in in presenting this radio show and getting all the callers. And we have phone lines and now this the board of as though we were in a commercial radio studio we've got the same capability here except uh it is internet and therefore we have to deal with some of those um technical issues that that arise from time to time and we do know that uh, our, our our show is sometimes uh, a little bit garbled or interrupted with uh with the powers that be on the, on the internet gods you know um but we're dealing with that and Amanda's going to rejoin, I think, and try a better connection. And of course, for those, the, the bad thing is that uh, you know a lot of our listeners. I know those of you are listening right now. 
hear the show via podcast. It's already produced. You can't call in. You know, it's already it's a recorded show. Um, and um, so, you know, for, for the podcast, I, I, you know, I feel bad because sometimes you might not be able to make out what Amanda is saying. It's usually her connection in the UK, I think, more than with what we do here in the States. But this is pretty cool. Amanda and I have never met, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who haven't been following the show over the past year and a half, um, we've never met. And a, a guy put us together in the, in, the, in the East Coast named Cornell Butler. He's the coordinator of the show, and he introduced Amanda and I. This show was the Coast to Coast show previously and had a, this different format, certainly different different program. And um, and he introduced Amanda and I, and um, uh, and we got together and started doing a show 16 months ago or something. I don't know how many, a long time ago. And um, and we've been doing it ever since. And none of us have ever met. We we have never actually met, which is so. I guess it provides a form of uniqueness to to what this program is. You know that you take two co-hosts, the United States and in the UK, and we share our perspectives and insights on what's going on around us. We're not professional journalists or commentators by any means, um, but we're able to. Uh, you know, we're just folks who who have a conversation in the hopes of making a difference and providing some insight and we do look behind the scenes of the headlines and and comment on that um and uh it's been good and our numbers are growing and growing and growing we couldn't that means we're getting more and more listeners and thank you very much we've been called everything from from fraser to seinfeld to howard stern on steroids and all these i wouldn't go that far for sure but you know i haven't listened to howard stern in ages in a day long time but anyway uh but I heard he's doing well and hope he's doing well and he's doing great and, you know, still at it, obviously, after all these years. And that's a wonderful thing. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call this show Howard Stern on steroids. Well, maybe sometimes there are some shows. There are some <laughs> shows where we have to make some exceptions. I understand where that comes from. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're yeah. saying. Uh, how is it now, Andy? Much better. Much better. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we have mm-hmm. a problem again, let me know. And guys, I apologize to the audience. Like Andy just expressed... Um, it is an internet show. We we do run into these issues from time to time, but we try and correct them as quickly as possible. So, yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, it looks like you got it nailed. You, you're fine now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I notice that sometimes. Sometimes I just need to turn the Wi-Fi connection off on the computer and the system and then literally mm-hmm. just flick it back on again and reconnect, and it's like, boom, it seems to be much clearer. Mm. Oh, the internet. It's a glorious place, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, and we deal with that. We've had issues, and we've had yeah. shows. We almost didn't do this show because because we had Wi-Fi issues on this end um, all morning here until like 15 minutes before showtime. Boom, it's back. And we're like, oh, hey, we can do the show. Um, but we had no, you know, we almost didn't do the show. We we almost, you know, we almost. This is so, true. This is true. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, guys, sorry. Really? <laughs> 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 our number here, I'll give it to you if you'd like to call in and be part of our program. You're certainly welcome to do so. It's 515-605-9888. Feel uh, free also to contact the show. Give us your comments, suggestions. If you'd like to join us, if you'd like to come on as a special guest or know somebody who might want to, um, email Andy and Amanda show at gmail.com. Also, please do visit the website at andyandamandashow.com. We have a uh, tw- uh, tw- Twitter, Twitter. What's it called? Tweet. <laughs> yes, it's, Twitter. We have a, a, a Twitter. I have to think about that one for a minute. <laughs> Twitter yeah. account. I nearly said uh, Twitter account. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we have it. Yeah. Not say it right. It gets me tongue yeah, I, I stumble on that one, and we have an integrated yeah. account. Um, not integrated. A uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, I don't do this. Uh, um. um in, 
Instamatic. Uh, Instagram? Instagram. <laughs> Instamatic Potter. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't see the social media. Obviously, there's a reason why. Uh, but we have, anyway, there's always a to get in touch with the show, to watch our video clips and see what we're doing and listen to what we're doing all over the internet. Google Andy and Show.com. Tell at least one person that you know about what we're doing here. If everybody who's listening to us around the world, and we are in 22 countries, told one person, that would double our audience. You know, Not that everybody's going to do it, but we hope you do. We request that you do it. Just get one person, you know, hey, check these guys out. They're pretty, pretty cool, it's kind of entertaining. It's kind of like you know, engaging conversation, and, and you can be part of it. So we comment on the news yeah. and current events and and we comment on sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quite frequently. <laughs> yeah, that, ra- that probably raised some eyebrows. They probably want to, you know, think, oh, the news and current events and beyond the headlines and sex. And anyway, um, so, <laughs> do you know, uh, we're talking about, and the show is obviously a pre, it's a pre-recorded show for po- the podcast distribution. We're everywhere, you know, from iHeartRadio to, to iTunes and Pandora and sh- uh, what do you call it? Spot of Flea, Fly, Flu, Spot of... <laughs> Whatever that is. Get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody somebody came up to me and asked me yesterday. It was I don't know. You like to dress up like a woman? No, just out of nowhere. You know. (laughs) (laughs) You know. But you know, moving right along. You know, it's it's uh, our. been on Andy. Oh yeah, you know I want to play a clip here because I saw some stupid signs yesterday driving in Southern California. Like signs, I just, you just ask yourself, like when you see signs on the road and you scratch your head and one and you, and you can interpret the signs so many different ways. And then I found, and this is just strictly by coincidence on TikTok, somebody mimicking, actually doing the uh, how do you do, miming the comedian. This isn't the you know anyway. This is the audio track of the comedian. Speaking of stupid signs, I thought it was really funny, and I was able to grab a copy of it for the show, and I want to play it for you. It's kind of cute. This is from TikTok. It's it's kind of fun. Take a listen. I just hate stupid people. They should have to wear signs and just say, I'm stupid. That way you wouldn't rely on them, would you? You wouldn't ask them anything. Be like, excuse me. Oh, never mind. I didn't see your sign. It's like for my wife and I moved from Texas to California. Our house was full of boxes. There's a U-Haul truck in our driveway. My friend comes over and goes, hey, you moving? Nope. We just pack our stuff up once or twice a week. Just see how many boxes it takes. Here's your sign. A couple of months ago, I went fishing with a buddy of mine. We pulled his boat into the dock. I lifted this big old stringer of bass. This idiot on the dock goes, hey, y'all catch all them fish? Nope. Talked him into giving up. Here's your sign. I love that bit. Talk them into giving up. Yeah. yeah. You know, I got, I got a new car. You know, a couple of years ago, I got a new Tesla, and then, you know, and everybody came up and said, "Oh, is that a new car?" Nope. Stole it. <laughs> <laughs> There's your sign. <laughs> oh, I need to buy myself a collection of signs because, you know, believe me. I've run into many. <laughs> uh, you know, I've actually been one of those people myself, you know. Yeah, I need to hold uh-huh. my hand up and say that, in all fairness, you know. I yeah, think it's, or, it's, it's it, funny, isn't it? How we state the obvious. Oh, it is funny. I don't see a meal. I, I, 
I don't eat hamburgers that often, but I was wolfing down a hamburger just, uh, you know, earlier in the early part of the last week, and somebody, I was just eating, you know, drinking my beer and having a burger, and says, hey, you enjoying that burger? I'm like, nope, just trying to make it disappear. <laughs> Here's my magic trick. Watch it happen. Nope. Just, just, just want to make it disappear. Oh. Hey, uh, and the other thing I was just talking about earlier is, is pre-recording the show and, and thinking about what and, – and, and this I, – I looked this up. Like pre-recording, I started thinking about this. Like you know, you know my, how my mind works at this point. You know, and I was thinking pre, yeah. pre-record. Yeah. Well, well, it's out – what do you mean pre-recording? It's sort of, as opposed to recording it after post-recording. So um, I looked up pre-recording, and sure enough, what comes up is George Carlin doing a whole routine on – Pre anything, you know, pre boarding, pre recording, and and I and let's we're going to listen to this. This is, this is if I did it right, and because the uh, the Wi Fi connection, I wasn't sure if I actually got this right. So let's take a listen. If it's if it's not right, I'll turn it off. But it should be okay. But it just was along the lines of what I was thinking, and I I googled, you know, like pre recording and all this stuff, and this came up, and I just thought it was I was I was sitting here hysterically laughing as, as only George Carlin can do it. Let's take a listen. Something else we have in common, flying on the airlines and listening to the airlines announcements and trying to pretend to ourselves that the language they're using is really English. Doesn't seem like it to me. Whole thing starts when you get to the gate. First announcement. We would like to begin the boarding process. Extra word, process. Not necessary. Boarding is enough. We'd like to begin the boarding. Simple, tells the story. People add extra words when they want things to sound more important than they really are. Boarding process, sounds important. It isn't. (laughs) It's just a bunch of people getting on an airplane. People like to sound important. Weathermen on television talk about shower activity. It sounds more important than showers. I even heard one guy on CNN talk about a rain event. He said, Louisiana's expecting a rain event. I thought, holy shit, I hope I can get tickets to that. (laughs) Emergency situation. News people like to say, police have responded to an emergency situation. No, they haven't. They've responded to an emergency. We know it's a situation. Everything is a situation. Anyway, as part of this boarding process, they say, we would like to pre-board. Well, what exactly is that, anyway? What does it mean to pre-board? To get on before you get on? <laughs> That's another complaint of mine. Too much use of this prefix pre. It's all over the language now. Pre this, pre that. Place the turkey in a preheated oven. It's ridiculous. There are only two states an oven can possibly exist in, heated or unheated. Preheated is a meaningless fucking term. It's like pre-recorded. This program was pre-recorded. Well, of course it was pre-recorded. When else are you going to record it? Afterwards? <laughs> That's the whole purpose of recording, to do it beforehand. Otherwise, it doesn't really work, does it? Pre-existing, pre-planning, pre-screening. You know what I tell these people? Pre-suck my genital situation. <laughs> seem to understand what I'm talking about. Anyway, as part of this pre-boarding, they say, 
We would like to pre-board those passengers traveling with small children. Well, what about those passengers traveling with large children? Suppose you have a two-year-old with a pituitary disorder. You know, a six-foot infant with an oversized head. The kind of kid you see in the National Enquirer all the time. Actually, with a kid like that, I think you're better off checking him right in with your luggage at the curb, don't you? Well, they like it under there. It's dark. They're used to that. About this time, someone is telling you to get on the plane. Get on the plane. Get on the plane. I say, fuck you. I'm getting in the plane. In the plane. Let evil Knievel get on the plane. I'll be in here with you folks in uniform. There seems to be less wind in here. They might tell you you're on a non-stop flight. Well, I don't think I care for that. No, I insist that my flight stop. Preferably at an airport. It's those sudden unscheduled cornfield and housing development stops that seem to interrupt the flow of my day. Here's one they just made up. Near miss. When two planes almost collide, they call it a near miss. It's a near hit. A collision is a near miss. Look, they nearly miss. They might tell you your flight has been delayed because of a change of equipment. Broken plane. <laughs> tell me to put my seat back forward. Well, I don't bend that way. If I could put my seat back forward, I'd be in porno movies. <laughs> then they mentioned carry-on luggage. First time I heard carry-on, I thought they were going to bring a dead deer on board. I thought, what the hell do they mean with that? Don't they have the little TV dinners anymore? And I thought, carry on, carry on, there's going to be a party. People are going to be carrying on on the plane. Well, I don't care for that. I like a serious attitude on the plane, especially on the flight deck, which is the latest euphemism for cockpit. Can't imagine why they wouldn't want to use a lovely word like cockpit, can you? Especially with all those stewardesses going in and out of it all the time. There's a word that's changed, stewardess. First it was hostess, then stewardess, now it's flight attendant. You know what I call them? The lady on the plane. Sometimes it's a man on the plane now. That's good, equality. I'm all in favor of that. Sometimes they actually refer to these people as uniformed crew members. Uniformed. As opposed to that guy sitting next to you in the Grateful Dead t-shirt and the fuck you hat. who's working on his ninth little bottle of Kahlua, I might add. As soon as they close the door to the aircraft, that's when they begin the safety lecture. I love the safety lecture. This is my favorite part of the airplane ride. I listen very carefully to the safety lecture, especially that part where they teach us how to use the seat belts. Imagine this. Here we are, a plane full of grown human beings, many of us partially educated, and they're actually taking time out to describe the intricate workings of a belt buckle. 
place the small metal flap into the buckle. Well, I asked for clarification at that point. Over here, please. Over here. Yes. Thank you very much. Did I hear you correctly? Did you say place the small metal flap into the buckle or place the buckle over and around the small metal flap? I'm a simple man. I do not possess an engineering degree, nor am I mechanically inclined. Sorry to have taken up so much of your time. Please continue with the wonderful safety lecture. Seatbelt. High-tech shit. The safety lecture continues. The next thing they do, they tell you to locate your nearest emergency exit. I do this immediately. I locate my nearest emergency exit, and then I plan my route. You have to plan your route. It's not always a straight line, is it? Sometimes there's a really big fat fuck sitting right in front of you. Well, you know you'll never get over him. I look around for women and children, midgets and dwarfs, cripples, war widows, paralyzed veterans, people with broken legs, anybody who looks like they can't move too well. The emotionally disturbed come in very handy at a time like this. You might have to go out of your way to find these people, but you'll get out of the plane a lot goddamn quicker, believe me. I say, let's see, I'll go around the fat fuck, step on the widow's head, push those children out of the way, knock down the paralyzed midget, and get out of the plane where I can help others. I can be of no help to anyone if I'm lying unconscious in the aisle with some big cocksucker standing on my head. I must get out of the plane, go to a nearby farmhouse, have a Dr. Pepper, and call the police. <laughs> the safety lecture continues. In the unlikely event... This is a very suspect phrase. Especially coming as it does from an industry that is willing to lie about arrival and departure times. In the unlikely event of a sudden change in cabin pressure, roof flies off. <laughs> An oxygen mask will drop down in front of you. Place the mask over your face and breathe normally. Well, I have no problem with that. I always breathe normally when I'm in a 600 mile an hour uncontrolled vertical dive. I also shit normally. <laughs> right in my pants! <laughs> they tell you to adjust your oxygen mask before helping your child with his. I did not need to be told that. In fact, I'm probably going to be too busy screaming to help him at all. <laughs> this will be a good time for him to learn self-reliance. If he can program his fucking VCR, he can goddamn jolly well learn to adjust an oxygen mask. Fairly simple thing, just a little rubber band in the back is all it is. Not nearly as complicated as, say, for instance, a seatbelt. <laughs> the safety lecture continues. In the unlikely event of a water landing... Well, what exactly is a water landing? 
Am I mistaken, or does this sound somewhat similar to crashing into the ocean? Your seat cushion can be used as a flotation device. Well, imagine that. My seat cushion. Just what I need to float around the North Atlantic for several days, <laughs> clinging to a pillow full of beer farts. Oh, oh my. Uh, uh, I just, I, I knew the, uh, the pre-recording thing on that routine was, was what I was aiming for. I didn't, you know, I think, I think the airline thing was so funny. I had to keep it going. I had to keep it going. But I, oh, I believe, it's great. as I recall, because we've had airline pilots, and I'm a former pilot. A lot of you might know that already. I'm a, we supply jets and so forth. And um, in one of my previous careers, and I've had some uh, friends on who uh, maintained their position in that industry as you know, experienced captains. And we had the flying fay hands on, Jones, like Margaret, who was a, a, a husband and wife couple flying uh, for Delta. Uh, around the world, and we've had we've had pilots and talked aviation, space travel on the show, and when and I think oh, going back a ways, the the uh, the airline routines seemed to ring a bell. Like we may have played that previously, I don't remember, but nonetheless, it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. George <laughs> Carlin, man, sadly missed. Oh my God. Oh what a, my what God. A, uh, He's a legend, really. I mean, it, it, a lot of people oh, will yeah. argue the determination of the word le- uh, legend and what that falls under. But for me, certain people are a legend. I like calling people legends. And he's definitely one of them because th- the way he just takes everyday experiences and makes them hilarious, which I know that's what a comedian does. Um, yeah. Like yeah. One of my favorite British comedians is Michael McIntyre because he does exactly the same thing. He comes across as this kind of posh Michael Michael McIntyre? What's his name? <laughs> no. <laughs> Michael McIncourt is one of my favorite comedians. Oh, what is he? <laughs> yes, he's well known for his flashlights. <laughs> no, um, Michael McIntyre. McIntyre. He's a uh, yeah. Oh my goodness, uh, guys need to check him out because he's just so hilarious. He's just he comes across as quite suave and has like a posh accent, but he's anything but, and he's just, he, he uses it to his advantage. He is very hilarious at taking everyday situations in his life, using them as examples and just, wow, it's just, <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, mm. And he's not as sarcastic as, as George Carlin, but he just, mm-hmm. he does the job and he's just absolutely amazing. <laughs> so I recommend yeah. everybody check him out. Uh, yeah, I, I, in all fairness, I have not seen huge amounts of George Carlin, just, you know, bits here and there. So, yeah. you know, after hearing that clip, I'm determined to, to watch more of his stuff because that was just hilarious. And I love the way so, he changed yeah, his voice as well. If you come by any clips or any, any videos or anything that you think might be uh, real fun additions to the show, you pass them on. Yeah. I love this stuff. I, I love putting this stuff on our show. It's, it's really, oh, really cool. Oh, me too. I'm People sure I'm sure listeners do too. Hey, speaking of which, yeah. let's play a game. Let's play. Uh, you know, the, uh, every once in a while, as you know, uh, I didn't have uh, you know had internet issues and all that. I didn't have a whole lot of time to to, uh, to collect some uh, various clips and 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 audio pieces uh, from the news and conferences and so forth for this particular show. But that doesn't stop us from playing this game right here, right now, regarding <laughs> regarding. Um, Hey, what ordinary people are saying about the news. Just, you know, let's go out and see. And here we go. It's time to play What the People Say here on the Andy and Amanda Show. 
Honestly, I don't know whether to laugh or be disgusted by these weepy Republicans, all concerned about the tragedies and horrors in Afghanistan. You seem to forget the deal for this pullout was negotiated by your Lord and Savior, Donald Trump. Yeah, he did the perfect deal. And somehow you forget about history. But I'll give you a history lesson. When Trump abandoned Syria, you know how many Kurdish allies he rescued and evacuated? None. Zero. He left them twisting in the wind. And you know what he did with the military bases and all the equipment on those military bases? Yeah, he just handed them over to Vladimir Putin and the Russians. You know what you said? Not a fucking thing. You people are ignorant, disingenuous, and you're a stain on this country. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would go that, you know, that far as to say they're ignorant and a stain on the country. I understand. I understand you know, where that comes from, but it's a matter of interpretation and, and what were you, you know, there, there are folks, there are folks who still to this day, as this guy said, look at Trump, who's just an ordinary citizen, thank God, at this point, um, as, as some kind of the greatest president, the greatest human being ever walked this earth, and as we heard him say himself, on the show and recording uh, since Jesus Christ, we have to, we have that clip somewhere, um, and, and and no matter what the truth is, no matter what the reality is, no matter what the science is, if you will, what the facts mm. are, folks yeah. will believe Trump because he's Trump, and and you, you don't, you know, I've, you know, you can scratch your head all day long, and there's professional people in the in that in the healthcare field of psychology and psychiatry and so forth who. Who explore this in depth, who are much more qualified to do so than we are, of course. That what is it? What is it that, that psychology that that when somebody is such a a liar, such a con artist, such a scammer, with with such a history, a proven history, factual documentation that that shows it, he's such a scammer and a bull, you know, and 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 they put him in office to to lead the most powerful country in the world as president. That is more disappointing than the man himself. You know, if he ran, if he went to primaries and people just, you know, fuck you, you know, this guy ain't going nowhere. You know, I'm not voting for him. The guy's a fucking mm. scam artist. He's a con artist. Look at his history. Look at his past. Look at the, you know, um, and you say, you know, okay, so he's going to, oh, so he's, you know, he's a TV star, you know, reality TV star. Um, and, uh, and, and maybe, maybe that's why that had something to do with his magnetism. You know, oh, he's a reality TV star. And they, and they believes that he is a self-made multimillionaire, which isn't true, that he was worth all this money. He never showed his tax returns. He never, oh, I'm under audit. I'm under, uh, I'm not going to show my tax returns. I'm, I'm under uh, If I I'm under decide audit. to run for office, I'll produce my tax returns, absolutely. Will you release any of your tax returns for the public to scrutinize? Well, we're working on that now. Very big returns, as you know, and I have everything all approved and very beautiful, and we'll be working on that over the next period of time, Jeff. I will absolutely give my return, but I'm being audited now for two or three years, so I can't do it until the audit is finished. I'll... You never give a tax return when you're being audited. I will release my tax return. You can't release tax returns when there's an audit. Because it's under audit. I'll release them when the audit's complete. I'm not releasing the tax returns, because as you know, they're under audit. Will you... Well, look, uh, 
as I've told you, they're under under audit, uh, despite what uh, people said, and we're uh, working that out. Uh, totally fake news. Now, actually, I paid tax, but and you'll see that as soon as my tax returns, uh, it, it's under audit. Yeah, what what bullshit? Like like just some kind of you know. Uh, yeah. Something's just occurred to me. It just, you know, something's mm. just clicked while mm. just thinking about Trump and how he's managed to. I, I don't want to say manipulate people because yeah. I don't want to offend anybody to think, oh, yeah, well, you've been manipulated into liking him, okay? So, and anyone listening, if you're a Trump fan, forgive what I'm about to say, okay? It's not a personal attack. So, it, what's just occurred to me is that he's one of the only presidents that I've seen get up there in front of all those people and try to act like a normal civilian, okay? In sense of sarcasm and showing his ego and being like an average everyday person acting out, trying to get his own way and claiming he's doing it for everybody else. So by putting on that display, everybody's like, well, you know what? I take to this guy because for... For once, I'm actually seeing a president trying to be real. In their eyes, they're looking at him thinking, okay, so this guy's real because he's showing his sarcasm, he's taking, you know, the the, the piss out of government and his his fellow co-workers, and and he's he's not taking other countries seriously. He's basically doing what the average everyday person does on, you know, whether they're chatting to somebody, having a coffee with a friend, and, you know, they're discussing that kind of thing. He took it to the stage. And took it into his presidency. And that's what people clung on to because it was like, wow, I've never seen this before. This guy is something else. Every other president that's ever got up there, including now with Joe Biden as well, has been quite reformed in how they've been with their approach. They've shown certain aspects of their personality, but not very relaxed like Donald Trump was. And so, you know, this is why Trump sticks out um, so much. Because he's tried to be like the people in order mm-hmm. to, to win the people. Like mm-hmm. yeah. like goes to like. So that's the way I see that he's managed to get that much attention and why people fought so hard for him because he came across as real compared to everybody else that has to put on this this role for the, the, the role that they're playing. And, you know, dress for the job as such. Donald Trump didn't do that at all. He just went in, did it how he thought the average person would. And he obviously won a lot of people over that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I heard uh, somebody, um, you know, I get on this TikTok thing every once in a while and hear people comment. And um, I heard one um, uh, woman who was a conservative, uh, you know, person on TikTok. You know, anybody can be on TikTok, I guess. And just, mm. you know, uh, just made... You know, think, oh, there's somebody said that there's more Republicans and more Republican voters in the United States than Democrats, and and I had to jump in there and say that is absolutely not true. As a matter of fact, if the last eight elections, presidential elections, were decided by the popular vote, a Democrat would have won every single time, and Democrats far outweigh Republicans in registrations in the United States. So, so there's somebody saying, yeah. oh, there's more Republicans than Democrats, and then they create agreement. She says, oh yeah, yeah, there are. Well, well, that's that's a lie. Yeah. There's not. That's an absolute lie. But then they create agreement, and that becomes their truth. And then, then somebody right. said, yeah. uh, oh, let me see what this was also. Um, let me think, think. Oh, yeah, she made a comment, something like, uh, 
that uh, Democrats uh, step on the flag and, and disrespect the flag, and uh, you know the, the Democrats do that. And then I commented, "What Republicans have never stepped on the flag? Are you kidding me? Wrong again." And I got muted. She cut me out. Oh, she cut me out because why? I oh. came in and stated I stated the truth and the facts. Well, you're wrong again. You're you're, you're spewing lies, and that's what they do. And they yeah. they have this agreement club, this agreement club they create based on things that are not true. Absolute right. lies. And if you get enough people to agree, it becomes their their reality. But what if the reality is based on something that's not true at the at the core level? It's a lie. It's fake. It's not real. Hmm. And that yeah. reality and that agreement becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. More people get involved and absorbed in the story. The story continues to grow and manipulate and maneuver and turn and tumble and become bigger and engulf more things and like a tornado that gets like a hurricane, like a, like a low pressure system becomes a hurricane, a hurricane of lies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and they exist upon that. That is their foundation. They move on with the lie and re- recruit more people. Oh, oh, yeah. How about the people who aren't getting vaccinated? Yeah. And how, how many videos and audio clips and, vid- and YouTubes and, and, and newsreels have we seen with people in their in their deathbeds or, or gravely ill who were anti-vaxxers, who were now pleading with people, I, I made the wrong decision. Hopefully it's not too late for me. It might be. Get Vaccinated. It is a harmless. It is a harmless vaccine that'll protect you from getting sick, and just as important, or maybe more so, protect others from getting sick. And it's funny how some of these, these, you know, uh, you know, some of the, you know, the, the, the Christians, you know, the the anvil, the, the anvisual, what do you call it, anvisualistic, what do you call those, and evangelistic, evangelists. Evan- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Who, who are, you know, <laughs> helping, helping others, protecting others. We're all about giving and caring and giving and caring. But they won't get vaccinated. What yeah. a hypocrite! How much more of a hypocrite can you be? Oh, yeah. giving and caring and Jesus and He died for all of us and our sin. Da, 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 to protect all of us is uh, for all. Well, then why won't you? Well, then why won't you? Why won't you get vaccinated? It's harmless. Yeah. So, you, so you maybe maybe you might get get a headache or, or feel off kilt just for a day and a half or maybe a couple of days, if that. I felt zero. I know many people that have felt nothing, and I know some people like you, Amanda. You 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 were kind of out of you know under the weather for a few days after, but you're fine. And you're yeah, you're, yeah, and you're protected. I remember we I think we had to cancel a show or something after you got your your vaccine. You weren't you weren't feeling too well just for a day. Right? Or yeah, it was, I think it was. Days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're fine now. And you're protected. And Absolutely. you're not going to get other sick yeah. and you're not going to get sick. No, I mean, it's so easy to get paranoid with it as well because, you know, I went into it like, yeah, I'm always nervous getting any kind of vaccination, even getting a blood test. It's because needles. I just don't do well with needles. So, you know, when I went, I was kind of nervous and it's a big thing. And you walk mm-hmm. in and you see these tents set up and they kind of look like, you know, we're in some sort of apocalypse apocalypse situation and I was just like hmm, okay don't let it make you nervous so I went in sat down then hmm. well yeah you gave me the injection you know sat there for 15 minutes afterwards to make sure I had no side effects and uh good to go and I, it was only within hours actually of getting the, the vaccine that my arm started to hurt a little because it, 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 mm-hmm. it goes into the muscles so your arm is bound to react in some way yeah and so yeah, yeah. And then I just, yeah, I was just feeling really tired and that's because my body was trying to adjust to everything and, you know, feeling little symptoms, the headaches and feeling a little hot. 
And, um, mm -hmm. you know, so I just, I literally just stayed in bed because I knew what to expect anyway. So I knew there was no real threat. I knew I was going to possibly experience something. And um, by the end of the week, I started to feel better. Admittedly, the tiredness lasted a little longer. And that's the only thing that made me a little nervous. But by the time I got the, the second shot, it was just like, well, I know what to expect. I'm absolutely perfect now. Um, you know, I don't feel there's been any problems or any kind of issues. So, yeah, I think it's just the whole idea of it scares people. Yeah, and you and I, uh, well, behind these same microphones or a microphone, whatever, uh, on this show um, a year ago said, uh, mm -hmm. I'm not getting vaccinated. You get here when this thing comes yeah. out, you're going to get vaccinated? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's, that's, that's right. Let's, let's make the human population guinea pigs. Let's inject yeah. them. You know. Not me, not me. Lo and behold, this thing is as harmless as can be, and it it will protect you from getting the coronavirus. It'll protect you from infecting others, and that is the only possible way that we're going to wipe this thing out. If the, the almost everybody, it would be great if I could say everybody. Wouldn't that be wonderful if everybody's vaccinated? Hmm. Here's the interesting thing, and we may have brought this up before as well. Do you know how come these same folks? who aren't going to get vaccinated, got polio, got influenza, got chicken pox or measles vaccines, all those vaccines, and many before even enter kindergarten, everybody gets some bam, bam, bam. Well, why get a polio vaccine? Why get it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I it? see exactly what you're saying. Um, why fasten your seatbelt in a car? Why not, why not drive on the other side of the road? Why not? Yeah. yeah. Am I right? It's interesting, actually, to do. isn't it, that... Yeah. You just made a fair point there that a lot of people will happily get their children and themselves vaccinated against other things. Mm -hmm. But when it's come to this coronavirus, I guess because there's just been a massive explosion of people with the paranoia and these conspiracy stories, and that's been enough to shake everybody up and the, the, the harsh reality of having to stay away from everybody. And, um, you know, fear just, it grows. It's like a mold. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. And, um, you know, it, you've got to really stop and think to yourself, okay, where's this fear coming from? Um, is everybody else okay? And yes, the news is going to report side effects because this is a new thing that we're dealing with. You'll mm -hmm. also find side effects from any other vaccine or medication that you take. You can even have side effects from natural medication, you know, from mm -hmm. um, natural oils or, you know, you can eat, you can have all sorts of problems even with food. So, yeah, I mean, of course. Where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? Yeah, it's, um, yeah exactly. Where it's, do you? Yeah. yeah where do you? There's, you? There was yesterday, there was 37,237 yeah, new cases of coronavirus in the United States. And where you are, Amanda, there was 33,137 yeah. new coronavirus cases. It's just new cases. That's not how many people died by any means. But um, new, new cases. If, if those folks were vaccinated, there wouldn't be any new cases, or very yeah. little. You know, there are there are some breakthrough cases. It's it's point zero zero something rather. I mean, it's 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 you know very very. Low. There are a few exceptions. People also get you know, that nothing's a hundred percent. People get pregnant who are on the pill. People get pregnant who use condoms and IUDs and whatever kind of birth control devices. They're not a hundred percent. Nothing is. Yeah. Nothing is. No. Right. But but um, what's a hundred percent? What's what's a hundred percent guaranteed? You know. Um, 
So exactly, um, th- there are some breakthrough cases, but it's so so infinitely small that you can almost you know generic generalize and say you know you know get get a vaccine you're not going to get you're not going to get this virus, and that's how we wipe it out. We make we do make the virus go away if everybody gets vaccinated. But if nobody, if, if people re, if remain to be stubborn and won't do it, it's their right. It's I'm not worried, whatever. I, I'm not taking the chance. I think it's too experimental. Whatever. I don't even know. I, I don't, whatever your reason is, if you're not vaccinated, you're not going to. It's. it's yeah, and I to guess be, so. To, to, yeah. Sorry, sorry. The only issue with no, that, I, I guess, is the ones who can't literally medically get vaccinated, because obviously, if right. they can't get vaccinated, then the virus is still going to exist within them, right? Yep. Yeah. What well, what happens if you if if the massive majority, seventy eighty percent of the populations around the world was vaccinated, the virus yeah. would be very. You would hear a couple cases here and there. That's all because it would have That's no place true, to go. Yeah. 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 It would have no and place to go. We, it, it wouldn't. It, it couldn't. Where's it going to go? Yeah. Goodbye. You're right. See ya. The herd immunity would have built up by then. Yeah. That's absolutely mm-hmm. right. Uh, mentality. Yeah. Uh, mentality. Of course, mentality. mentality. Yeah, what am I thinking? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Trump, as always. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. A lot of cases have um, broke out in Scotland. We've had um, it's roughly doubled every week um, since the restrictions across the UK have eased. So, um, mm. you know, there's been more than 500 people um, are in hospital. And it, it sounds like little numbers compared to what we've been used to, but these numbers are going back up, obviously, here. So it's not mm. not pleasant to watch them increase. Um, so Scotland's taking a massive whack with it at the moment. Um, apparently, in the southwest where I am, um, they're saying in my area that COVID is at the highest in England. So, um, you know what do you do? You, you, you go out and you do your best and you try and be safe. And I, yes, I still wear a mask um, out mm-hmm. of politeness and um, respect, I'm trying mm-hmm. to be safe. Um, and even though I've had the two vaccinations, so um, you just never know. And I see so many people now just walking around without the mask. But hey, well, I've had two vaccinations. But hey, I can still carry this and pass it on to somebody else. Yeah, outside... I don't wear a mask outside. Uh, indoors, it's it's a requirement, although not legally enforced. Exactly. But it is a requirement. Yeah. yeah. I don't wear one outside anymore. I mean, I'll, I take. I, I always have one in my front pocket. Uh, you know, and, and right yeah. before I enter a store or something, I just put it on real quick. Um, yeah. And I can't but tell you how many times I've gotten out. Of, I've gotten out of my car, and you know, the few times I don't, it's in my car, not in my pocket, and I've walked halfway yeah. or almost to the store, and I have to go back to my car to get a mask. I've done that so many times. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, Dude, definitely. Forget. I've, I've left. Yeah. forgetting one or I'm about to walk into a oh. store and I'll be like oh man yeah mask what am I thinking but yeah like the, the people I'm talking about are people actually in the stores because you won't see hardly anybody wearing them outside now but yeah. I'm going into the store now and I'm just seeing so many more people just not wearing them and I, I appreciate um, the fact that you know they feel they don't need to and it feels great mm-hmm. for them not to wear a mask I get it I get the whole freedom of it but I still wear one to protect everybody else i just think that's the right thing to do in an environment like that so um mm-hmm. yeah that's it is, just it me is. listen this is the way it is yeah facebook was doing a survey actually they um you know you get those little messages pop up and you use facebook sometimes and i had one saying can you would you be willing to take this survey to help a university in a u.s 
help establish how the uh, COVID is spreading, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So I spent about 10 minutes filling out this survey. It was interesting the kind of questions they asked, actually. Um, mm. How did I feel? How did I trust government information, doctors and mm-hmm. people around me when it comes to the COVID situation? And um, did I experience it? Did I have I been vaccinated? Did I know anybody else who experienced it? Do I believe in wearing masks and stuff and blah, blah, blah? It was, it's quite in-depth, but um, I did it. I did it. Yeah, Good no. for you. Yeah. Uh, it's a disgrace what happened, frankly, a real mm-hmm. disgrace. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh, do you know uh, what? That's something we need mm-hmm. to ask China right now. Because in the, in the news, they are saying that they're cutting children's online gaming for one hour. They what? Yeah. I don't know what kind of situation they have over I mean I, I know there's restrictions in either China or Japan or both when it comes to what you can access online like Google and stuff like that um, but or even Netflix um, but yeah they're saying online gamers under the age of 18 will only be allowed to play for an hour on Fridays weekends and holidays China's video game regulator has said the National Press and Publication Administration told state-run news agency uh, how do I pronounce this? Exinhu. <laughs> that game playing would be only allowed between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. It also instructed gaming companies to prevent children playing outside these times. Earlier this month, the state media outlet branded online games spiritual opium. Inspections of online gaming companies will also increase to check that the time limits are being enforced, the regulator said. Earlier rules had limited children's online gameplay to 90 minutes per day, rising to three hours on holidays. The move reflects a long-running concern about the impact of excessive gaming on the young. A month prior to the latest restrictions, an article published by a state-run economic information daily claimed many teenagers had become addicted to online gaming and it was having a negative impact on them. The article prompted significant falls in the value of shares. Oh, okay. In some of China's biggest online gaming firms, interesting, uh, in July, Chinese gaming giant Tencent announced it was rolling out facial recognition to stop children playing between 10 and 8 a.m. Mm. Uh, the move followed fears that children were using adult IDs to circumvent rules. Interesting. Okay. Okay, okay. So China, what's the deal with that? These people are sick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of concerns with that, Andy. I've got to admit, with, with kids playing online, but that seems really kind of harsh, don't you think? Well, China doesn't like me too much. They pay us billions and billions. That's- yeah. Yeah. Uh, I w- I'll tell you something. Um, I understand the gaming thing big time. And mm. I, I, I would almost, you know, here it would be a matter of parents regulating as to when their kids should, how, how much time their kids should exactly. go to video gaming and yeah. YouTubing and you know all the other things that kids are into on their phones. I don't even know the half of it actually, but um, mm. uh, that's up to the parents, not up to the government yeah. uh, to yeah. regulate. Um, but uh, you know what they're looking at is is what's happening to their society by kids who are going to become adults spending so much time with these video game things. I think it's a whole. Uh, the reason I think I think it's try, they're trying to manipulate the the stock value of GameStop. Mm-hmm. 
Something's going on, isn't it? It's just trying to manipulate the stock market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, but really, um, you know, it's you know, that's what they do. That's what you know. Welcome to China. You know, they they the government regulates. How the hell that sucks. I mean, really, that's a parent responsibility. uh, That's a family responsibility. Yeah, definitely. I would love to touch more on this subject more in depth because. Obviously, there's um, the brain's activity when you're playing games, and there's the, the addiction side of things. And I also would like to talk about the career that people make mm-hmm. from gaming. So I think that would be a cool subject to cover on another show, because I know we're running low on time right now. We've got a couple of minutes left before we uh, come off the air. But, um, mm. yeah, I, it's interesting, because they, they do say that a certain amount of time playing games improves memory and um, cognitive function. So um, maybe going too far over the amount of time you spend does kind of degrade things a little. You know, I guess there's a healthy mm-hmm. balance. So maybe that's why they're they're putting the, the limit because they're quite intelligent people, and like their mm-hmm. way forward with things, you know, is is very interesting. And I admire a lot of things they do in their society. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely like to touch more on that subject. Well, there was a guy. Um... Where did I see this? There was a guy uh, who was a mass shooter who uh, who um, was a video gamer and he got addicted to a couple of specific characters and then he started developing and vetting his own characters and mm. drew them as cartoons in violent uh, actions and activities and nobody caught it. And while at work one night, he... Uh, uh, Almost became one of these characters and a lot and barricaded the exit doors while this while his coworkers were reloading shelves in a supermarket type of place. And oh my he, goodness! Uh, shot a couple of them. Yeah. He oh was, wow! You know, uh, but this is a guy who started um, at an early age, um, and this is not to exemplify or not to draw. Hey, if you if you uh, you know if you watch spend too much time on video games, you can become a serial killer or whatever. That's or a mass shooter. Uh, yeah. That's not the case at all. And though that's not what I'm saying here at all. Of course, I'm just saying that one particular example. Depending on what you were saying, Amanda, and, and the psyche of a person, and how some people their psyche their psyche can be manipulated depending on what how they're wired. Um, yeah. It can be maneuvered into something quite destructive uh, with these yeah. things. Which is, Absolutely. you know, but you can also say the same thing about violent movies before video games and stuff were ever out. The same reaction oh, yeah. people, some people had to to watching uh, violent movies like Taxi, you know, or movies like Taxi Driver, whatever it was called, stuff like there was some kind of yeah. somebody who was affected by that who went on to. But there's violence in things. cartoons as well, you know, there's yeah. violence in Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. So hey, listen, I guess uh, I'm hearing the music. Um, we're out of here. It's another Monday show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, it's been great, folks. We've really enjoyed this. We're going to resume the conversation on Wednesday, and it'll be 3 p.m. in New York and 8 p.m. in the U.K. and noon in the Pacific time zone. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Amanda, why don't you go ahead and take us home and get us the heck out of here? Okay. On behalf of Randy Kimball, my wonderful co-host in California, Hollywood, myself, Amanda Love, here in the UK, thank you so much for joining us once again on this Monday show. Join us on Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, have a great week. We love you guys. Thank you. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you Wednesday. Bye. Now we're out of here. Bye.